Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about music. Yes, sir. The fifth volume now of, I mean, it's still quarantine music, you know, Delta and everything since our last episode has thrown a wrench in some things, even though we're starting to get out of it, but still a messy place. So might as well keep the series going for now. At least for this volume, we're going to be talking about music that came out between somewhere mid-June to mid-September. And yeah, you guys know the deal. Go through our genres. This time, let's start off with pop, I guess. Pop, popular music, you already know the deal. The music that gets that radio play. (laughs) Kinda. Alright, let's start off with Lord with Solar Power which already sounds like a Christian album almost. For those who don't know or remember, Lord is the one who has the song Royals, but she's always kind of been not hit or miss, but I guess off and on for me where there'll be some songs here and there that I like, but with this album, it just did nothing for me at all. Some people were being weird about, oh, it's happy music when the old Lord wouldn't like that and stuff, but I don't mind that aspect. I just find it musically not really that interesting at all. Like, literally no songs grabbed me. I could almost second that. I think I did enjoy one of the songs in this album, but I can say that I was never a big fan of Lord. It's something that I'll probably mention once or twice more throughout this episode, but I have like a problem with her voice. And it's not bad. She's like a, she's talented. She has a nice voice, but it's something about like the way she delivers the words. Mm, Yeah. Um, And it's not even an accent because I know she's like, is she from the UK? New Zealand. New Zealand. I don't know. It's something strange, but I don't really enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know if this is what you're touching on at all or part of it, but... I feel like these songs especially, if you didn't know they were from Lord or you hadn't heard of Lord before, they almost feel like they'd be played in a Old Navy or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good point. It is kind of different to her music. Not that it doesn't fit her, but it was for sure not for me. I'd go with a Light Con. I definitely lean more towards the Con side, so I think Light Con works. Next up, we move on to Billie Eilish with Happier Than Ever. Lord's album has happy songs. Billy's album, I haven't listened to it a ton, ton, but it feels like mostly sad songs. I think that's that's the her thing. Point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, her style, I guess. It's her style, and I would say there are like a few. I wouldn't say upbeat, but more like kind of poppier songs in here. Uh, not enough. This type of music lends to her voice, that kind of like sadder, I don't know what, moodier type of feel to her music. And I didn't realize when I said it earlier, but I said the whole thing about the voice. I didn't realize it was the next person, Billie Eilish. I've never, ever really been a big fan of Billie, even though she's like one of the bigger artists we're going to talk about today, at least when it comes to popularity. And super talented, don't get me wrong. I think she's even more talented than Lord, in my opinion. But it's that thing with her voice. Everything she does, it's like a whisper. And like, that's just how she sings and her delivery. And it's cool. And some of the songs are like perfect because of that. It almost like makes you feel whatever she's feeling in that cover that she's crying. But I don't know how much I can actually listen to it. I want to go like neutral. 
just because like I don't hate it. It is Billy, but I'm not gonna listen to it, and it's not bad. It's just Billy. Yeah, I've never been crazy about her either, and for the most part, this album didn't change that. There's one track called "My Future" that I really like, but for the most part, I don't have too much to add. I'd probably go like Han on this as well. Next up, we got Casey Musgraves with the album Starcrossed. I don't think we talked about her last album, Golden Hour, on the podcast before. Maybe we did for like a year-end episode, but that was one of my favorites from a few years ago. I thought it was a really good album. I had liked a couple of Casey's songs here and there before that, but she took a whole totally different sound on that last album. This is kind of like her divorce album after Golden Hour was her falling in love album. And on this one, not a ton of songs. I'm gonna replay much probably. My favorite part of the whole album isn't even her. It's the flute on There Is A Light, which I really like. But I kind of wish she had explored some of that stuff more too. I think my biggest problem with this album is actually the lyrics. They just felt very, I really don't want to call them lazy because I think she puts effort in, but almost too basic. I don't know. I just felt really underwhelmed by the lyrics a lot when there'd be songs where I thought the production and melodies could have worked with other lyrics. So I'd probably go with like a like Khan even because of disappointment. I can easily say I'm also not the biggest fan of Casey Musgraves. Not that I don't dislike her, but from that one album of the year, I only really liked like two or three of the songs. Golden Hour and the other one, I think Space Cowboy or something. Um, I think that's what it's called. I'm terrible with names. You guys would learn that here. But <laughs> yeah, I honestly, for me, again, almost like with uh, <laughs> Billy, like this Casey for me, uh, even in that album, if I remember, like, some of her lyrics are on the simpler side. I guess they could be a little better. But yeah, like, I liked one or two of the songs, but yeah, there's songs that I'm not gonna, like, add to any playlist or actually keep on rotation at all. However, I wasn't really expecting that from her. Yeah, I guess I'll have to take your word. Like, corny lyrics could kill an album for me. I felt the same way with Victoria Monet, which we talked about, I think, last year. I'll go with a light con just because I didn't find those two, three special songs like I did last time. But again, this is also Casey, so I almost don't really want to hate on it. Last but not least, you know, out here in pros and cons, we kind of merge genres. So right here, we're going to throw in Drake's certified lover boy on the pop slash kind of hip hop. But as we know, Drake has gone pop album, highly anticipated. I still believe Drake hasn't missed my boy is Steph Curry with the shot boy. I do get it. A lot of people say that like, oh, like Drake didn't blow you away with this or that. But when you go to a shooting range with a gun, <laughs> you don't necessarily want to hit the center every time. You're just looking for a small spread. You know, you want to be consistent, accurate, stay within a circle. And that's what Drake does. He just stays consistent. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's... It's just one of those Drake quotes, because <laughs> everything he says is a quotable. But yeah, honestly, first two or three listens, there was I was kind of in a mix. Uh, some of the songs, especially with the features that they had, I was kind of expecting more from them. 
over time, the more I listened, I was like, yo, there's, there's actually like, it's subtle, but it works. Even the dollar sign, which was probably the biggest disappointment at first. It's like, no, it actually kind of works. And it's one of the songs I like now. I mean, I like most of the songs. But yeah, I guess nothing really blows you away. I don't know that this album has like a certified classic hit. The one that blew up is way too sexy and that's more like of a fun thing and like the video was funny and Kawhi Leonard but it's probably my most hated song on the album to be honest. That song is terrible. It's like you know how we used to talk about California for the Gambino album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. that's this on this album. Fair Trade. If you take out Way Too Sexy following to TSU and Too Deep and Pipe Down to me it's fucking amazing and then it's just A Kiss From Heaven <laughs> Yebba's heartbreak slash like an interlude which is literally just yeba singing fucking beautiful if you obliterate way too sexy (laughs) but it's an album that i'm pretty sure i'll keep playing the whole thing through yeah leave it at that i think drake again i wouldn't say it's his peak or his best album but stay consistent like i can't hate he's almost at a plateau right now so solid pro i guess for me so first off i definitely agree Way Too Sexy needs to be locked in a vault and never heard by anyone again. Otherwise, I have a similar thing in terms of if you take that out, I feel like the beginning through TSU is probably the best stretch in my opinion. And Poppy's Home is by far my favorite song. That's the one I played the most out of anything on the whole album. That stretch also connects to my overall feelings on it because... The first time I heard it, I was playing that. I got through there. I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Like, I'm not crazy about Drake anymore, but this isn't bad at all. Not saying from there it goes downhill, but probably my biggest con of this album is the length. There's like 30 tracks on here. No joke, like 26 songs or something. And it Mm. goes like an hour and a half. And it's like, bruh, this is 2021. And I know Drake's not dumb in terms of what people expect from music. And I'm sure he's just doing it for, you know, boost up the streaming charts and et cetera. He knows people are going to listen regardless. But for a very casual Drake fan, I mean, borderline fan at this point, but it was just way too long for me. And it also really hurts the replay value for me because it doesn't make me want to play it back i like to listen to albums in full usually i'd probably go with like a neutral for me i guess uh no i'll go with the like con because of the length that is true i'd give that a con as well just the length of the project overall next up as we transition into the hip-hop category with the drake blend let's go to kanye with donda an album that i'm just gonna say right here first time i'm doing this on a episode of these I have not listened to this album and don't really care to because I'm just fully <laughs> off the Kanye train. So. I fully respect that. I don't even think I knew if I ever asked you if you had listened or maybe at first when it came out and I think you said no, but I'll just say no, I'm not surprised. I know you <laughs> like to hold your stance. You're a man of your word. <laughs> I guess we'll go off of me. After Life of Pablo, Kanye lost me as a fan. Didn't do all the other albums, the Mountains one, or the Prezzing one, the Jesus one. There was another one I'm missing, but... Didn't Kids do he him. Goes. Like, Kids He Goes. Didn't, like, listen to him. I can't tell you a single bar or track from that or those albums. But this one seemed a little different. You know, the hype was back. These sound different. ODA is back. Blah, blah, blah. He's back with Jay-Z. I 
was like, damn, Jay-Z forgave him. Like, I got to <laughs> give him a shot, you know? So I gave it a shot, and it's not bad. It's very different. The production is good. It's Kanye. You know, that's what he's good at. Kanye has become a terrible rapper, believe it or not. You're going to have to trust my word on this one. His bars are awful. Uh, again, I don't know. Maybe you've seen memes or something online, <laughs> but there's a song that literally starts with, Hey, if I text you with a W-Y-D, you better not hit me with a hey. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> legit hit the craziest skip. Shout out to my boy Frank. He loves that song, but I was like, bro, there's no way. There's some bad. There's like some really bad parts of this album, but there's some brilliant parts, like the song with Jay-Z that I mentioned, Jail. It's like the second track. One of my favorites is good. Super simple. It's just guitar. Other than that, I like two other songs. One is a sample, Lauren Hill. I think it's called Believe What I Say. It's cool. And then I like this other one called Remote Control because I like the beat. Other than that, also an album that's really long. I don't know that Kanye won me back over, but I guess depends on what comes up next and what people say. I might give it a shot, but I wouldn't say that you're really missing much. At least, in my opinion, I'd go with a light con. Then we're going to move on to, I guess, a little West Coast string of albums coming up right here. Let's get started with Tyler, the Creators. Call me if you get lost. Call me if you get lost. <laughs> I got to say, love the title. Uh, at least when he was first announcing it, it was strange. It felt long. But now it has, it's like, cool. It sounds dope. Like, call me if you get lost. Especially how he uses it and like in the interludes where he's like, hey, <laughs> call me if you get lost, baby. <laughs> Tyler, the Creator. I mean, come on now. You already know how we feel on this podcast. I could probably speak for you on this. Tyler, up there, he's easily become one of my top five, easily top three artists ever. I feel like in a similar style to Drake, after, I don't even know, Flower Boy, he just doesn't miss. It's like all net, splash, <laughs> from three, clock counting down, like beautiful swish shots that that's just what's happening with Tyler creator's music in my opinion and he did it again first listen i didn't know how i felt about dj drama yelling in my ear at all times but it was something that i quickly enjoyed and like saw the art behind it tyler did tyler with his beats production can't believe tyler made me like a song with nba young boy <laughs> even 42 doug can't believe i listened to a song with 42 doug but it works one of the greatest songs, Sweet, with Brent Fires, one of my favorites as well. Really like the Uzi and Pharrell feature as well on Juggernaut, one of my favorite songs. Grew to love it, now I can listen to this album from first track to the last and it works perfectly. Yeah, I go with a solid pro. Yeah, this is basically Tyler's Gangsta Grills mixtape with the whole DJ drama connection. If anyone was on LimeWire, back in the mid-2000s, downloading those, like the Pharrell In My Mind prequel and all those, you already know what's up. But DJ Drama, to me, especially when you listen more, I think he isn't even used as much as you might think initially. And also, he's nothing compared to DJ Khaled. But basically, this is just a primarily rap album, whereas Tyler has been doing singing and other stuff before and there still are some singing tracks too more melodic like what's your name and the sweet double track and all that but a lot of just rapping over beats and he still manages to 
give it the Tyler twist to them as well, on top of just rapping really well. And like you said, the guest features all work really well. That Pharrell verse is insane, vintage P. And also, like you said, it just flows really well from start to finish, too. You pick up on the stuff from the story he tells in Wilshire at the end of these themes with the girl he's talking about and that popping up in different tracks here and there. So it does have like some story woven into it, too. Not that that's necessary, but it does work with it as well. So, yeah, I mean, hard to complain. I would give this album probably a heavy pro. And next we go over to one of Tyler's boys, Vince Staples, with the self-titled project, which is longer than an EP, but kind of short for an album, which also ties into some of my thoughts on it, where this is definitely my favorite collection of Vince songs. I've always liked him as a person a lot. He's super funny and entertaining music. I've been so-so on, but these songs I really like. I feel like he figured out a formula. And I want just like a few more tracks on this, I think. It's just like a tiny bit too short. And I know I was complaining about it being too long for Drake, but there's something about finding that right balance. But I still have replayed it a lot and still like it. So I'd go a solid pro. Yeah, it's funny you say that because this album, I believe, is like almost technically one hour shorter than Drake's. <laughs> Literally like a solid hour. But I agree with you. I wouldn't even be mad if it was the same length, but every song was like an extra minute longer or something because they are short songs as well. But I completely agree with you. I, I'm a fan of Finn's The Person. I've literally binged like hours of his interviews and shit on Deces and Marrow and stuff like that online because he's hilarious and like super interesting to hear talk but this is the first time that i actually like one of his albums he makes good music but almost like other albums like i pick one or two songs that are cool and that's all i listen to from him but this one i actually like the entire thing and i'll most likely keep it on rotation solid pro for sure next up we have isaiah rashad with the house is burning Isaiah Rashad is someone I know about, but I never really fully listened to. I think I have his album before this, but I think I just added it to add it because I knew who he was. And I think I liked one or two of the songs, but I never really played it much. This album came out and I remember looking it up and I saw the track that has a SZA and Slack, Six Slack featured on it. Played it and I was like, oh shit like what is this this is so fucking fire this like my type of music like what i like to listen to and that song easily won me over by itself to the point where i was like hey i'm like i'll, I'll start on track one i'll give this a good listen i wasn't disappointed uh really liked it really liked the song with lil uzi vert as well really upbeat really rappy but the bars the fucking beat is incredible and that's kind of throughout you hear a lot of that you hear a lot of good beats his bars are nice and the features work even though i don't listen to like half of them really good album uh now i guess i'm a fan of isaiah rashad yeah i'd go with a solid pro on this one as well yeah once again in a similar boat where i knew who he was i knew he could rap well i'd heard some songs but i wasn't like bumping him ever like that and this was a project like I knew it was coming out. I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a real chance when it drops. And honestly, this has probably been the project I've 
played the most out of anything we're going to be talking about today. Not saying it's my favorite, but I feel like the replay value on it is super high. It's really smooth, but also energetic in a way that I feel like it's really hard to do. I think this will be one I keep bumping for sure, so solid to heavy pro, probably. For those who aren't aware, Isaiah Rashad is on TDE, which is Kendrick's current label for now. He's doing one more album on that. Hopefully we can talk about that project on here in the near future if it comes out or when it comes out. But also his cousin, Baby Keem, put out an album called The Melodic Blue. And people didn't even know they were related at first and stuff and it later came out, but I'd heard some of Keem's stuff before I even knew about that and wasn't crazy about it, but still was like keeping an eye on him. And then for this album, a little beforehand, they dropped a single of him and Kendrick called Family Ties. And that song might be song of the year or up there. I think it's an amazing song, super hype, but doesn't get old either. They both bring their A-game, and that worked to get me to listen to the album, but I feel like in the end it kind of took away because it brought my expectations way beyond (laughs) what they probably should have been, and I was kind of disappointed by the album as a result. There are a couple tracks that are fine, but I wasn't blown away by it or anything, and not one that I'm playing super often. I don't know quite how to feel about it yet even though i've been listening to it for about a week or two now i guess i had been listening to baby keem without knowing it was baby keem for a minute because mm-hmm. i really enjoyed do-rag activity something i've been saying for months now people call me that at work sometimes and i'm up to no good because <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, i'm to uh, some do-rag activity <laughs> um but i think also orange soda baby is that baby keem well just orange soda but yeah or yeah i don't i said baby i guess because of his name but (laughs) but orange soda's like his song which is also fucking fire like really like it and the crazy part is i also didn't even realize that the same artist that sang orange soda and direct activity was the same person (laughs) until this album came out uh but both fucking great songs i'll keep bumping them and in terms of this album i kind of agree with you that family ties has to be up there for song of the year for sure probably like rap song of the year and the funny shit is this shit has kendrick lamar in it and i think baby kim like outdid him like yeah i his I mean, fucking verse is incredible i think kendrick's verse is a statement but kim's part is amazing and definitely could be argued it's more enjoyable yeah enjoy it like it makes me want to fucking dance rap to it like fucking vibe to it like also the just... beat switches in the song are just insane <laughs> no yeah that that song flawless like plus a pros and cons shout out but... <laughs> exactly bro <laughs> what's the pros and cons of the next check yo it's crazy like had to replay it rewind dj running back drama boom all right but really like some of the song even though he does go off and his lyrics is some of his strongest characteristics as a rapper he also has some trash lyrics uh that lost me at points there's some delivery things that i'm not quite sure i'm a fan of 
Yeah, there's some good songs. The song with Don Tyler is fire. Family Ties, Do Rag Activity is on this album, so I like it. Nonetheless, I guess I'm officially aware of Baby Keem and the music he actually makes. <laughs> Not confusing him with other people. I'll go with like a light to solid pro. I'll probably go with a neutral for now because there's things I like, there's things I don't, but he's really young and it shows potential too, so. Alright, so that was it for hip hop. Now we move on to my favorite most anticipated part of this episode r&b we're gonna start off with snow allegra's temporary highs in the violet skies i've liked snow allegra she's been on my mat for a minute but other than a few songs i never really like was a huge fan of her and obviously this flipped everything now i'm a stan think this is close to a flawless album for her when it comes to what i like to hear from her really grew on me over time like the first couple of listens i really enjoyed the featured tracks shout out to her for putting tyler the creator not once but twice and killing both of them both songs with very different feels to them but then just like the the slow tracks on this album are so fucking good yeah really enjoyed it i'd go with like a solid to heavy pro on this one because it's one that i for sure keep on rotation and probably will play it in the future even when i have like a little cat running around like hey listen to some good music right here young <laughs> let me put you on <laughs> i also didn't really not understand but didn't connect to any of her music or her voice before and this album definitely made an impact on that towards the positive of course, I like the songs with Tyler, especially in the moment. And even the whole stretch between the two songs on the album is, I think, my favorite stretch. And I think those collabs themselves and also the album overall have this kind of old school R&B feel, which I really enjoy. And she just has a really smooth, silky voice in general. So when you pair that with like Tyler production or other songs and I would say I haven't played this album as much as I thought I would over time but it might just be something I get back into again later so I'd probably go with like a light pro for this for now and next up we got Justine Sky with Space and Time which Timbaland did a bunch of production on the album for which was cool to see one of the goats there's a lot i like on this album and a few that i don't but mostly that i do and i guess my only this isn't even a problem but even the good songs feel kind of to me like her just doing her own versions and not even really with a twist of other types of R&B songs that we already know. So it didn't really feel like anything new or even, yeah, like with her own spin on it. So I think it's good and like I've never really listened to her much before. So, I mean, it's got me on the point of listening now in the future, but it's fine. I'd probably go with like a light pro for her as well. Yeah, I can agree with that statement, and I feel very similar where I wasn't aware of her, at least to like know her name like that, and 
I listened to the album and yeah, it just wasn't anything super special. It was interesting to see Timbaland's name like across all her songs because I guess he produced like most of them or something. But there was like one or two that I didn't enjoy. But I also didn't see any song that had like a good hook to get me in or anything like that. I like her voice. Like there's something there. I just don't know if this one's it for me. Or maybe it's one that like I'll give a shot later on. Maybe a couple months from now and I'll enjoy it more. But yeah, I, I almost feel bad going with like a con. So I'll go like neutral because at least it put her on the mat for me. I'll like keep my ears and eyes out for her. But well, she is dating Giveon now. So collab wow. soon, maybe. <laughs> I no comment. Next up, we have Charlotte Day Wilson with Alpha. I think like last year i was weirdly listening to a lot of her music or like her voice in songs like she's on one of the tracks on the Tronada album which i talked about last year i really liked it was one of my favorites she's like on daniel caesar's songs she's on this bad bad not good song that i really enjoyed and i was playing a lot sometime last year so i was like ready for it and it came out and i feel like after that first week i don't think i ever really heard the album again Nothing really stood out except for one song, and it was Mountains, uh, which I think is like one of the favorites of people that I know that listen to it. And which Drake sampled on his new album. Drake sampled. Uh, shout out to Drizzy. So yeah, that was a little cool thing to hear when listening to Certified Lover Boy. Yeah, that's the only song that really stood out for me. I guess it's a little underwhelming because I think I really enjoy her voice. It's so soothing. It's so like jazzy in a way, but with like a touch of R&B and soul. I'd go with like a light con just because I would like two or three more songs for me to enjoy. But yeah, I've been aware of her for a while because she's been around that Toronto scene with some of the people you mentioned, like Daniel Caesar, Bad Bad Not Good, and also people like River Tibber and others. But she's always kind of just hung around for me where like I'll definitely listen to her and her stuff is good, but I haven't like fully obsessed over her music or anything. And with this album, had a similar thing to Baby Keem in a way, not as extreme, but she dropped this collab with Sid before it as a single, which I really like, and it kind of set the expectations too high. And the album itself, like, it's fine. I can't really point to any specific problems I have with it, but it's just kind of whatever. I think I have to go with neutral. Like, it's something I'll play in the background and it's fine, but it's not something I'm going to focus and listen to. Next up, we have Genevieve with the album Division. She was someone who I'd only heard like one of her songs before Baby Powder, which was one of my most played of last year. And that song is actually on this project too, but I really liked the range of sounds she has on this project and the types of styles even some 80s influence and other things just plenty to grab onto here i think my least favorite is probably the intro but maybe just because it's the intro i'm not crazy about it but a lot of songs i really like i'd go with like a solid to heavy pro yeah this is cool and it's funny because i was almost afraid to listen to this album just because baby powder was such a hit and I remember Medallion, I think she dropped it, which is the num- the first track, as like a single before too. And it's not bad. It's for sure not Baby Powder. But 
I was like, fuck, like, she's so good in her style. And it was almost like, I, I don't want to be disappointed by this. And then you play the first couple songs and you're like, nah, she knows what she's doing. She's here to stay. And it was good to hear that. Yeah, she has like a, a range of sound. Light to Solid Pro. Last but not least, we have a little bit of like a last minute addition to our list. And that is Thames with If Orange Was a Place. If you guys don't know Thames, she's like a upcoming artist. Shout out to my Nigerians because they're out here just coming back. Is Tyler technically Nigerian? I think his dad was. Yeah. Yo, out here, bro. Nigerians is out here strong. Respect. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know her, she's like this R&B which I don't know if that's how it should be categorized because it's kind of like this Afrobeat African music, but with like a touch of R&B and soul. Her voice is fucking amazing. It's what made me gravitate towards her. She kind of blew up because of this track, Essence, which I don't know if you've heard with Wizkid. Yeah, so she was on my map because I liked that Wizkid album. I sometime last year got into this Afrobeat type of music and yo, Temps does not disappoint. This is an EP, super short, but when I tell you that I haven't stopped listening to it, I literally haven't, like within the last 72 hours. Every time I get in my car, this goes on first. Second track has Brent Fires, so you know it's a swish. And yeah, Nigerians and that Afrobeat music is here to stay, I believe. So yeah, a solid to heavy pro. Yeah, also she was featured on the Drake album that just dropped, so that gave her a boost, and she's Apple Music's up next of this month, so definitely getting a lot of featured attention at the moment. And the EP, it's like 20 minutes, a really easy listen. You told me about it yesterday, and even since then I was able to play it a bunch because of how short it is and smooth to listen to. Definitely the Brent track is the standout because of him being on it, but overall I, I like it too. Definitely really light relaxing. I think I'd go with the uh, light pro for now with room for it to grow once I get to listen even more. Alright, and then just to wrap it up, we'll real quick hit some indie rock slash alternative ones. First up is Claro with Sling. This was her follow-up to Immunity, an album I really liked, but she took a different approach with this one, kind of more like 60s, 70s singer-songwriter, like Joni Mitchell vibes, and gotta be honest, it didn't work for me. The first two tracks I do like, especially the second one, Amoeba, but the rest of it don't really care for and haven't revisited much, so gonna have to go with a Lycon. I'll straight off the bat just agree with your grade on that one. I don't dislike Claro. Claro's one of those. I could put her in the Billie Eilish, Casey Musgrave, Lord. I mean, all of them, I guess, were like, they're consistent. I kind of know what you're gonna hear from them when you play them. Didn't do much for me. I think I've also realized that I like a B Claro. Oh, yeah. So anytime sure. she's on a feature or in a, in a song, in a little collab where she's like singing and the vibe yeah. is right, super dope. It works well. But when it's like the more moodier, slower, almost whispering Claro, I don't know that I like it as much. So I'd have to go on the con side as well on this one. Next up, we have The Marias with Cinema. It's a band, right? If I'm mm -hmm. not wrong, yeah. lead singer's a female super fucking dope shout out to the homie gilbert 
I used to work with and he used to play them all the time and he put me on I believe so shout out to him but yeah the Maria's are dope this album again didn't disappoint for me I like the range and sound I'm pretty almost certain that's not her name but I'm gonna shout out to Maria like her voice no, it is, is incredible yeah. there it is hey <laughs> shot in the dark boom hits but her voice is incredible like uh, this is one of those albums where I it's one of those like bedroom ones where I could just play and just vibe out to it do what I gotta do do laundry clean up and like it just fits different moods and flows well like the solid pro yeah I've wanted to get into them for a while they've kind of had to grow on me a bit but I've always liked their music videos and everything and by the time this album was about to come out I had some decent expectations for it and I would say with the actual music I was kind of in the middle like I like it I kind of wanted a little more from it I don't know what that is but I'd still probably go with like a light pro next we got Faye Webster with the album I Know I'm Funny haha and this album has a very kind of not depressing but like sad moody feel to it which I actually appreciate in terms of it's something when you are in a certain mood of wanting to hear something it's like a perfect go-to for that there are a couple songs I'm not crazy about but overall I like it and I think it starts off strong too so I wouldn't say I'd liked it better than her last project which I think was Atlanta Millionaires Club but it's still good I'd probably go with like a light pro or very light pro not bad I almost didn't want to hate on this album because there was something I kind of liked on it but I don't want to be fucked up there's something also with her voice that I didn't like but it doesn't make the music bad at all I actually kept one of the songs from the album and it's because I gave it like a second shot because of the title and a dream with a baseball player <laughs> shout out to my baseball players out there it's a really good song and yeah like it's, it's not bad but it's one of those where like i don't see myself listening to her much i don't know i'd go like a neutral with it next up we have luna luna with flower moon also luna in spanish <laughs> uh, so technically the word moon three times <laughs> in that little sentence but like i'm not familiar with them i don't think i had any music by them i'm assuming this is a band or a group from mm -hmm. the cover enjoyed it a lot i actually saved the entire album I don't even know like funky like dancey fun like vibrant music but it worked really well uh i was actually like playing this shit at the gym so i was like yeah trying not to vibe out too much because i didn't want to look too weird but it was really good i give it like a solid pro yeah i found them like last year or something and kind of went back to the couple projects that they had out and really liked both of those and I actually still kind of like both of those better than this one. But this one really grew on me a lot. Not that I disliked it at first, but just the more I listened, the more I liked it. And even some like Tame Impala influence into it and stuff too. But yeah, I would give it like a solid pro from them. But yeah, I think they're pretty consistent in general and like their style. So I would go with a solid pro. And last but not least, to wrap it up, we got Men I Trust with the Untourable album. That's the actual name of it. I really like them as a group. I was kind of disappointed with their last album, 
I think partially because I had heard a bunch of the singles already, which they put out over time before that, even though it had a lot of songs. And I was kind of disappointed with this album too. They still haven't put out a full album that I'm in love with. And I think part of this one, like it's nice background music, but it's a little, I don't want to say like too chill because that's what's good about them, but I guess I wanted a little bit more energy or something. And I say that relatively speaking, because it's not like they're going to make pop songs or anything like that, but just from some of their early singles, something's missing there. I'm not sure exactly what, but I'd probably go with like a neutral, I guess. I don't know if I want to go con. Man, man, I trust. What can I say? You just know what you're going to get from him. I don't even know what it is about it. Or I think I know. Is there freaking instrumentations and choice of that funky bass? I think it's a bass. I don't even know my instruments that well. So fucking fire. This was also, every time I listen to Men I Trust, so far, like two or three albums, whatever they have, I'm always afraid, like, oh, please let it be the same sound, which is usually not the case with other artists. Like, I kind of want them to switch it up. But for Men I Trust, this is what I like about them. Well, first song, you play it. <laughs> couple seconds in you hear that dun, dun. i was like let's go <laughs> i was like uh this is all i wanted so that goes to say uh again I, that was an easy save had to save the whole thing man i trust makes music like i said about the marias where like i could just click any other album so far and just let it play uh, as i do stuff around the house or whatever it is nothing really blew me away but again it's man i trust so solid pro all right, so yeah, that wraps it up for this music episode. Covered pretty much all the ones we want to hit. There'll always be a few missing here and there, but that's a bunch of them up to this point. And maybe we'll do one more before the end of the year, but we might just do the wrap-up. So we'll see. But yeah, you already know. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. If you hadn't already, go check those albums out or whatever sounded interesting to you. Apple Music over Spotify. Every day. <laughs>